His Love Christian Fellowship is excited to share this podcast with you. We hope you enjoy this message. That is awesome. I, I didn't want an announcement was why I was, I was like, oh, not an announcement right now. But that was right in line with what Jared shared and, and what I'm going to share. Uh, I don't have a big long message, but I'm going to do a recapping and then it's open for others. But I'm amazed at God. That's a God thing that's happening. And Jared, what you shared, when you, when you hear, it's a God thing, even what you shared and the way God's doing. So, Father, I want to thank you that you're aligning your people and you're bringing us back into line. I want to thank you for all of the glorious things that you're doing in our lives. And we thank you, Lord, that we can look to you and see, yes, Yes, God is the one that we're aligned with. And as we stay aligned with him, he will do all the other things in miraculous ways. And we thank you for that. We thank you for that. First of all, uh, it's always awesome to go with any of you anywhere in the world. This church is amazing. It is a well. Every time we go anywhere, they say it. Um, Jackie and Dennis, they're the two that work alongside of Georgian, and she just told me, you know, we had the nursery. You know us. And so we go, and they get, we just, we, we hoarded the back corner, and then they let us go in and out of a door. But honestly, our kids didn't, didn't make peeps, never caused a problem, and were a total blessing to that place. And, and I, I went over to Jackie, and I said, you know, we'll be really careful. The kids won't take seats, you know. And she goes, I'm not worried one bit about your group. She said, I know who they are. They have a reputation. From the time the Georgian was here, they have a reputation of this, this hungry well. And I just want to say, it isn't just the kids, it's their parents and their grandparents. And it is incredible. It just is. Those kids were just, they're not just sitting in their seats, they're hungry. They're hungry for the things of God. And, you know, they were right up front whenever they could be right up front. And so I just want to say, God, thank you for honoring us. Thank you for the honor of being able to be a part of a move of God from little Owen County, but we are. You guys, there's a move of God. There's, a, there's something that Jared was sharing, and it's, it's generational. And I just, I just want to thank the Lord for that. Also, Ron got, and we've got to figure it out, but he bought the flash drive that they offered. And he thinks that everybody can put it on their computer and download it, unless it's a one-time download, and then we'll have to figure it out if it's not. But um, there are some of the teachings that we heard that you're going to want to hear because um, Patricia King particularly shared, well, Bobby Connor did too, but generations of these moves and what God has done in them. Well, Ron and I have been in all of them. Other than the healing movement, we've been, I mean, years ago, we've been in every single movement. And we made the mistakes of some of the movements. We judged sometimes the other movements. But every time the hunger of God pushed us on, we went, this is God. This is God. And just 
for years we've walked in that. And so this movement is different. It's full of joy, but it's a little bit different than the last one. You'll notice no one was rolling on the floor this time. That rolling on the floor and laughing and joy, it's the Lord. Don't judge it. It's God. But at times when that doesn't happen, does that mean God's not there? No, we're not stuck in any one of those things. Some of the movements we've been in, the word of God was so highlighted that it was like we literally ate the word of God day and night. Bobby Connor was the first one, and he's a prophet of God, and, and, and he wrote a book. Every year he writes a book. Jesus appears to him, tells him things, and, and signs and wonders happen every time he goes places. And he was looking for them. He was looking for the lights. He, he knows because power goes with him. Well, he is a hillbilly Texan, I, I, seriously, and he would, he would agree with you. You know, he just, he really is. But he is full saturated with the word of God. And he said that the Lord just said, when I fling out the word, and he would tell scripture after scripture after scripture, that it is going to go in. And we prayed that we were with Mike and Teresa writing, and it was like, God, soak it in us. Every word of God, soak it in us deep. But one of the things he said is, I want you to see that I said a lot of volcanic activity is going to happen this, this year. And, and he said, particularly Hawaii is one of them. And he was just naming that. And he said, I just want you to see that. Uh, within five, six hours, they've been waiting on that volcano to blow. And it blew right after he spoke that word to us. That happens all the time. He has signs and wonders follow him everywhere he goes. And, and, and the thing is, you look at him, and I think God likes using just ordinary people. We're ordinary. This is a very ordinary church. We're ordinary. But the God that we serve is not ordinary. And he does extraordinary things for people that just look for him to do that but so I want to explain one scripture that just we've heard the teaching on plumb lines for years one of the things um, that happened with uh, Lou Engel he taught on the plumb line I remember Jim Gold taught on the plumb line we've just heard words over this plumb line for years and I never really got it a whole lot you know, I, I, you know, I'm sure that I've taught things that you guys will go, yeah, yeah, I remember when she taught that. But it didn't really, I didn't really get it. And sometimes they would use uh, carpenter, um, carpenter illustrations. And they would use boards. That if you were going to cut boards, and I do not understand this, but if you're going to cut boards, then you measure from the very first one you cut and you don't change and I'm hoping I'm saying this right. Or because if you d just cut from the next one and the next one, it'll, they won't be aligned. Is that not right? Okay. So you can understand why that didn't register a whole lot with me. They won't be the same length. So I'm thinking so. Okay. So Patricia gave an illustration that went deep inside of me. And it was the plumb line. It was what Jared shared. It was a, a, an amazing thing. And it is uh, Rob's brother's coming back. It's the plumb line. The plumb line is the word of God. And the word of God, and I knew that part, never changes. It's straight. It's something you can hold on to. It's true. And so she's talking about doing wallpaper. And she'd never done wallpaper before. 
and she put up a piece, and I think it had stripes on it. And then she put up the next piece next to it, and the next, and she said the pattern was all crazy. By the time she got to the, and it was a mess. Her wall was a mess, and she'd never done it before. And they said, well, you need a plumb line. And it was that every single piece had to have a plumb line that goes down to align you. Every single one of us has to have a plumb line that aligns us. And that plumb line is the word of God. The word of God is not, oh, yeah, yeah, I know it. The word of God is so beyond you and so beyond me that you need to eat it. It needs to get into the depths. It is the place where Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. He literally was in alignment his whole life like a straight plumb line. The plumb line of tithing is basically God made you. And he has desired of you that you recognize it by 10%. Come on. When he created 100% of you. And he doesn't need our, 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 our money. But the plumb line is what is God saying. Okay, so I'm, I, I want to read. Well, no, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the plumb line. The plumb line, we're not under the law. We're under the new covenant in the New Testament. Jesus Christ came and fulfilled the perfect plumb line. The perfect word of God. He is the word of God. He fulfilled it. But does that throw the Ten Commandments out? No, Jesus quoted the Ten Commandments. He said, I came to fulfill them. And the Lord said to me, the Ten Commandments are markers on your wall to make sure that you're lined with your plumb line. The plumb line comes from the top. The markers are on there, on the piece. And so as you're doing it and you've marked where this is where it's going to line up right here, that's the Ten Commandments. It's across the board. The church can never throw away the markers or we'll get offline. We'll get off. We can't throw off the things that God has said. Now, that doesn't mean that you have perfect understanding of the word. You may have to say, God, align my plumb line again. I'm not sure totally. But the word says this. Listen closely, uh, Isaiah 51. You who diligently work for justice. Justice is kingdom come on earth. It's everything made right. Justice is everything made right. All sickness gone, all poverty, all uh, ethnic diversities, all division gone, everything. You who desire justice, that ought to be all of us. You who want this justice, and Jesus said he came to bring it. Look for the eternal one, for what is fair and true. It would be good for you to look back to look to the place where you came from, to the rock out of which you were shaped and the quarry from which you were mined. Look to your spiritual ancestors, Abraham your father, Sarah who birthed you. Abraham was only one person and I called him. Look to the rock you came from. Look to the word you came from. Look to the alignment that you came from. Now, I'm going to tell you, God wants to remove dishonor out of this nation. And what has happened in our nation since the 60s, as we have thought it is okay to rebel against our fathers. And there is nowhere in the word when you are not lined with the father, Abraham, first, 
and with the word of God honor your fathers and mothers. And that if they're not believers, no, you're not going to follow their ways. But you are going to honor and have the marker of honor. I, I believe Greg and Kristen, and I, I think that's why such truth comes out of their kids. And Jacob could be up here teaching too. I mean, they have incredible truth. But I watched the two of them who came from some homes that weren't exactly perfect, actually very hard situations. And they found their marker, and they honor, honored. And I watched both of them honor their parents, both of them as the, uh, Kristen, as both of her parents passed away. I, I've, I've watched Greg the same way, honor. I've never heard him speaking anything but honor. And God has given them a plumb line of honor. Our nation, you know, Danny Silk began to teach on the culture of honor. It's not just a culture, it's a plumb line. Look to the rock from which you were hewn. If you want to walk in blessing, it doesn't mean that you're going to do everything your parents say. Okay? That's, that's silly. But you are going to walk, and especially if they are spiritual parents, you're going to want, to want their blessing. Because God says he will bless you if they bless you. He says that he looks at the plumb line. And that's what he was telling Israel. Israel, you have gotten way off. America, you've gotten so off. We thought if we had a president that did wrong. I remember uh, especially when Clinton was in office and, and, and sexual sin was in the White House really bad, okay? And, and I thought it was my right as a believer to reprimand the president of the United States. And I don't believe I cursed him, but I was very, very negative. Okay, what I'm going to tell you is, yes, you go to the Lord and you get on your knees and say, God, forgive my president for doing those sins. Forgive us for getting involved in, in those kind of things. Forgive us for what we've allowed happen in our nation. But you will always honor the plumb line. You will always honor it's the same thing that we heard in the teachings about finances, which were incredible. And Jared, you shared a piece of it. But those, t those teachings are beyond what we've ever heard with finances. But they were honor. And he was talking about the guy that taught it. Taught it and I thought, oh, I bet you anything those kids were homeschooled. But he taught his son how to honor. And his son went into a place of business, and he was the hardest worker there. He was there at the beginning. He never complained against his employer. Anybody here free of that? Anybody here free of complaining about your parents? Anybody here free? We need to get lined back up in honor so God can bless us. Look to the rock from which you were hewn. And, and as I'm listening to this, I thought this is the very culture of honor they're teaching at Bethel. This is the very thing where God's saying, I want to establish legacy. The legacy is the word of God. Okay? But God honors your heart. You know, a lot of us need to just plain old forgive if we've had situations with our families. Forgive them. But I want to tell you, if you want to walk in blessing according to the word of God, you are going to honor your spiritual fathers and your spiritual mothers. Your spiritual fathers and your spiritual mothers are going to honor the ones above them. And if they grew, it's going to be generations of it, and you're going to have legacy established. The Lord showed me that Jacob did not get into honor. First of all, I don't know if you guys realize this, but Re Rebecca was never, ever noticed for when she died. No grieving, no mourning, no anything. 
Rebecca was told that the that Jacob and Esau inside of her were wrestling in two nations. God spoke to her and said, "The younger, which was Jacob, is going to serve the older." I mean, the um, did I say that right? The older is going to serve the younger. Okay, told her within the womb. But if God gives you a word, you don't have to bring it about. God will bring it about. You do not, he does not need you. He doesn't need your deceptions. He doesn't need. So she connived, just like, her, like Laban, her brother. She connived, and she connived and used Jacob. And Jacob lied to his father. And Jacob, even though he got the blessing, he got it, grabbing it. He was known as a surplanter. He was known as someone who grabbed the heel. He grabbed what he wanted. And so guess what? He was sent away because Esau was going to kill him. He was sent away for 20 years to get the grabbing out of him. He was subject to an employer relative who cheated him one time after another time after another time. And then Jacob came to Jaboke. And the Bible says that in, at Jabok, God, he wrestled with God, and God broke his hip. God broke the wrestle out of Jacob. He's headed home now to honor his father. He still hasn't made it home. Ends up in a mess, goes back to Bethel, back to Jabok. And the Lord said, no, you cleanse all your idols out. Get rid of them. That's the second time he had to go there. He was actually at Bethel three times. And, and then God said, now go home to your father. And he lived near his father. From what I can tell, it says, now he lived in the land of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now he lived as the Israel of God because he came into alignment of the honor that he was supposed to have walked in. God is looking for that in our nation. That I, this, that's not just a message about at our church. I'm telling you, the plumb line in our nation is going to be in God we trust. And we will honor him. And we will honor those that are around us. And we will live according to the word of God. If the word of God is different than the culture, guess what you do? Who do you give honor to? The word. When, when, you know, I believe that we need to be open to listen to the kids. They can help us with our computers, and they can help us with culture things. Good grief, look at me. No, I mean, isn't that crazy? I'm never wearing holes in my knees. I'm telling you what. And I looked, and I can see my knee. Oh, my goodness. You know what? That's just culture. That's, that, the, the kids may help you so that you don't look so culturally odd. I think that if I wore this 20 years ago, I would be culturally odd. In fact, somebody would offer me some money for clothes. But I'm not culturally odd anymore because I have kids around me so much. But saying all that, if you kids, if us kids, if the generations want to go on, if we will look to the plumb line, if we will look to what we have come from, and it's the word of God, it doesn't change. You guys, he's so sure. Your wallpaper will get lined up. Your love will be lined up. And you will be blessed. Jacob went on to be very, very blessed. But Isaac, who did not rebel against his father, 
received a hundredfold blessing. Isaac didn't wrestle. I'm telling you, God has an alignment. He has a plumb line. And, and as we were listening, I went, we're back to the word of God again. We're back to the very, very issues because I have asked the Lord, what is a culture of honor? I want that. I appreciate that everyone has been working on honoring more. But it comes from this alignment. It comes from your convictions from God. And that's why I can pray and bless a president that I know may be doing something I think is really wrong. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to get on my knees and cry out, God, cleanse the White House, cleanse our leaders, cleanse us from uncleanness in our nation, get us back to you. That's honor, you guys, to pray that way. But to shun and treat with disrespect someone that we don't agree with is dishonor, and we've lived that way. When I heard the, the young boy that he never badmouthed his employee, employer and he didn't, that God raised him up because of that, I'm telling you, you want to raise, you want to get blessed, then you be the one that's blessing. You be the one that is encouraging. I'm serious. You be the one. If you're talking about your parents, if you're talking about situations, you're not going to receive blessing. And it's all the way down. We have, we have um, we've become a, a culture that disrespect and dishonor and criticism has eaten and eroded its way into. And I, when, when Patricia shared this on that plumb line, I knew, God, you're, you're aligning us again. And it is a place of an utter joy. Thank you for this. But you know that alignment isn't going to be, I'm just doing this, although God does honor this. The Rechabites just did what their father said, and they were saved when all of Israel was in trouble. The, the father said, we don't drink in this house, and we don't build houses. We're nomads, I think. And, and the sons followed their father's way, and God said, I'm going to spare you from all the destruction. I'm going to save you because you've honored your fathers. God honors honor. And I want it. I want it for us in this nation. I believe we're about to see such a revival. And it is the dream I had at 2011. We'd come back from Bryan Lake and that whole conference and I dreamed that it was generations getting up on the podium and singing together. And it was amazing. It was an amazing thing. I want to tell you another thing. There's pride in music. You know, you know who had pride in heaven? There is pride in music. We got to listen and have the... I've, I've been under Corey Asbury's worship before at, um, at uh, IHOP, and, and I've always loved him. But saying all that, he stayed humble. He is a family man who lives in a hometown in Michigan. He flies to do his things and comes home and is building the body of Christ where he lives. But saying all that, he's famous. He's got the number one right now. He's famous for his reckless love song. And yet it didn't change anything in him. All he wanted to do was worship. But then, so we had some incredible worship. So the next morning, it was probably the hometown worship team got up, and they were struggling. 
and immediately I was struggling to worship. I was kind of thinking, huh, maybe they need to do or whatever. And the Lord said, that's why there's pride in worship. That's why there's pride in music. And he said, I want that gone out of your people. And I'm telling you, because we've got a very musical church, God set us free. And one of the things that I saw with Patricia King and, and the ministry she has is incredible. She has orphanages. She has a safe houses all over the world. And one of the things that I recognized the first time I saw her, and this was back in 2001 or two was how she honored there was a worship team that had gotten up. And I've always thought that our guys are great. So, you know, it's a little bit of mama pride there of, you know, I wow, that's a good, they play so good. You know, I've had that in me. And I went to this conference, and the worship was terrible. It was. You, you know, you'll never know who it was, so it doesn't matter. Hurt your ears, and it was terrible. And I thought, oh, gosh, how's she going to get up now after that? And because I was struggling and probably pride was struggling with me and she got up and she honored them. Thank you so much for taking your time to do that. Wasn't that wonderful? I mean, she she went on and on honoring that worship team. And I learned something that day and I went, God, take the pride out of us. Put the plumb line back in. But I'm telling you, honoring the word of God above everything else and honoring what he has put in your life is going to keep you in a place of building. And I want this nation built, and I want our lives built. So I hope that makes sense. But that's what I got out of uh, just, and then the revival of word just was incredible to me. I just was soaking it up. And I thought this is a living word revival and something's happening but I saw because I've been asking questions teach me teach me about this culture of honor I didn't grow up in that I grew up in the 60s now we knew better and talk back our parents or talk about them and stuff but we grew up in a, in a generation of criticism it was and then the church does too we have the word now to criticize each other with and God wants that all out of us so that we walk in honor with our father Abraham in faith. So I hope that makes sense. So anyway, I wanted to open it up, and I, yay, I wanted to open it up to anyone else that wanted to come and share something that they really felt was appropriate. Um, I want to pray my thing before we do, because I just want to, I, I just want, I just want everyone to just open your heart to the Lord. Father, you know our hearts and how much we love you. You know how easy it is to have hidden pride over whatever we can do, whether it's music. And, Lord, I believe music and the arts carry a lot of, uh, a lot of outward acclaim and pride. God, we, we just want to be free of that. But Father, I ask you that you would align our hearts with your word. Holy Spirit in the new move that's happening. Cause us to hunger and eat the word like you did, Jesus. Cause us to be able to not eat food because man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And align our honor. Align this plumb line within us 
Father, I ask it for me. I ask it for us. I ask it for this county, and I ask it for this nation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message. Yeah.